Stay tuned for The Turning Point with Mike Fader. This is Mike Fader with The Turning Point. <clears throat> We're on uh, every week at this time at 4 p.m. on Mondays. And uh, if you want to uh, get additional information about um, other things I've done and I am doing, go to my website, FaderFiles, F-E-D-E-R-F-I-L-E-S dot com, FaderFiles dot com. There is also a blog there where I post articles. I try to post them every week. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I hope they're interesting. They're about politics or culture or anything that I have on my mind. And uh, there's room for you to comment. And uh, I welcome any kind of comments. And you'll get replies from other people and from me. 
Um, so all this politics, all the all his speeches, and all the you know Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders and all the Republicans and uh, um, now Bernie Sanders, yeah, okay, the man seems like he has the man looks like he has integrity. I'd be willing to bet he has integrity. But there's a whole feeling among Americans, at least of my generation, and maybe of succeeding generations, um, that um, it's all lies. <laughs> that, that I mean, the way the way since I was you know since I was like a teenager uh, when uh, Kennedy got killed and Martin Luther King got killed in '68, Kennedy was killed in '63. Uh, Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy. Um, it always seems like there's a fixed government, um, <clears throat> and it's of the rich and the people that they pick, a guy like Obama, for instance. Um, and then it's all a show. It's all a setup. You know, people, you vote for Obama for all the passionate, stirring reasons why people voted for him, including me, the first time. And I didn't vote for anybody opposing him the second time, but I just didn't vote. I didn't see anybody to vote for, except the Green Party. I did vote for, actually, I did vote for the Green Party. But it all, there's a feeling among, uh, as I say, almost most people in my generation, which is the uh, 50s, 60s generation, that it's all a setup, that everything's a setup. So all these people are running around. Now, it would have to be quite a conspiracy, right? There's the word. There's the magic word. But Hillary Clinton, she doesn't need to go around traveling all over the place and yelling and screaming and debating with him and making speeches and wearing herself out. He doesn't have to do that, but certainly she doesn't have to do it. She's got whatever it is, thirty, forty-five million dollars or something, and um, <clears throat> but she wants to be president, right? And there she is, campaigning with her husband next to her and Bernie Sanders. Is so a lot of people. If you extend this feeling of not trusting anything that anybody who's a politician, especially at a higher level, says, doesn't have to be so high either. Uh, in our city here in New York City, uh, uh, it turns out that the, Mr. de Blasio, who campaign is a, a liberal reformer with integrity, uh, his campaign is riddled with, um, his administration is riddled with corruption. Our own Governor Cuomo uh, Mario Cuomo, uh, no Mario Cuomo, it's his father, Andrew Cuomo, uh, completely corrupt, utterly corrupt. They even closed, he personally, unilaterally closed down a commission that was set up to investigate corruption right in the middle when they got too close to something or other, right? So people take it for granted, at least in my generation, I don't know how it is in other generations, that they're all liars, that they're all corrupt, that the fix is definitely in. If Bernie Sanders says that Wall Street and uh, finance and the wealthy control the government, well, he's right. They do. And so you begin to wonder, uh, and maybe he's just sort of collateral damage, whether it makes any difference at all who you vote for after a while. You know, then people bring up the the argument of, well, there's always a Supreme Court. Yeah. But you get the feeling with politics that it's all lies, that it's all bullshit, that it's all a setup and that you're basically uh, being entertained. Uh, on the other hand, would every newspaper and uh, uh, every commentator and every journalist and people like uh, Hillary Clinton and other people who really don't need the money and don't need um you know, I mean, you know, if the fix is in, if, I guess she has to show. <laughs> Let's say the fix is in for her to be the Democratic nominee. 
There's just no way to avoid that, right? And everybody understands it. Uh, I know it's probably not. But, you know, that's the kind of thing that you suspect after a while. In other words, nothing is too extreme or too wild to believe when it comes to our government and to the ruling class that runs the country. So, yeah, she makes all the speeches and she debates and she gets worried and she gets ar- and she argues and, you know, and the same thing with him. So I suppose maybe it's not in, you know, but every time I think Obama is the perfect example of this. Every time you are led to believe or partially because of your own desire to believe it because you've been cheated and lied to so often by the people in government, um, uh, every once in a while you, you get pulled into the show. And you do your part. You know, you go out and you vote. And we elected uh, Barack Obama, a historical occurrence, right? <clears throat> um, well, um, <laughs> and it's something we felt we had to do, right? And he did do some good things, right? He, uh, his appointments to the Supreme Court, uh, he took a step towards uh, universal health care, which is what he should have been doing. But so much of the rest of it is the same old business as usual. I mean... Trillions of dollars spent without us knowing a thing about it on, you know, bases overseas and invading places and intruding our military force in places where they just don't belong and uh, building up the military, <clears throat> paying for weapons we don't even know about and spying on all of us. So we just take it for granted that all those people lie. And then uh, some of his first appointments, Obama's first appointments, were people who were the same old Characters, the old boys club, you know, people who had been uh, connected with uh, the um, the fall of the economy, with the crash. Uh, they call it a recession. It was more of a depression, and which is still going on and could easily happen again. So it's all part of it. You know, people say, oh, well, they never would have let him. They never would have let him unless uh, unless he passed the test, unless he agreed to be to behave. Right. And um, who's they? Well. When as soon as you say conspiracy theory or uh, there's a conspiracy, <clears throat> right away you're suspect as uh, by a lot of people. You're a suspect as um, psychologically deranged. You use a, there's a conspiracy theory right away that labels you as deranged. But there is so many, and I don't know, there's some famous people. I, could, I don't have any quotes in front of me. There's so many people who have pointed out that if you give it enough time, almost every conspiracy theory, almost every conspiracy theory that uh, that anybody has ever come up with <clears throat> turns out to be either very likely or just plain true. Um, the latest, uh, well, not the latest, but some of the latest, uh, most extreme conspiracy theories are about the mass shootings in this country. Um, <clears throat> here's an article from the Times, about uh, New York Times, about, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, maybe around there. Uh, <clears throat> I'll try to read it real quick. A Florida Atlantic University professor who suggested in blog postings and radio interviews that the 2012 massacre of children at Sandy Hook Elementary and other mass shootings were a hoax designed by the Obama administration to boost support for gun control. Uh, he was fired last Tuesday. James F. Tracy, 50, a tenured associate professor of communications at the Boca Raton University, has repeatedly called into question the authenticity of recent mass shootings, include the authenticity that they happened at all, right? Uh, including the slaying of churchgoers in Charleston, South Carolina, 
and office workers in San Bernardino, California, where, you know, where they, uh, these uh, <coughs> lunatics killed, um, supposedly connected to ISIS, but who knows? They don't really need to be to be crazy. I mean, even if they were, they're crazy. Uh, um, in San Bernardino, California, where they killed, uh, was it 14 and wounded others uh, in a shooting. Uh, in his blog postings, that's Mr. Tracy and radio interviews, he has said that the Newtown Massacre, that's Sandy Hook, the elementary school, may have been carried out by crisis actors employed by the Obama administration. Why? 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 <laughs> why would he do that? Well, we'll get to that. Why would Mr. Obama do that? And why would the administration do that? The government, them, they. <clears throat> Mr. Tracy's ideas fall into a part of a larger movement of Internet conspiracy theorists. See, the article here is written by somebody who, um, you know, doesn't mind casting this around as a, as a pejorative. But, uh, you know, maybe not all the time. Anyhow, Mr. Tracy's ideas fall into part of a larger movement of internet conspiracy theorists who believe that the spate of mass murders have simply been staged by the government entirely. Just completely staged. A few of the theorists do not even think the shootings took place at all. They don't think that there ever were any shootings. How do you account for that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you have to wonder right away if people are writing all these blog postings and saying all this have they? Do they actually live in this place? They couldn't possibly live there and say that. And if they do live there and they say that, it's beyond my understanding. I mean, the whole idea of... Um, I just think that people like this, Mr. Tracy here, this professor, and all the people who believe these people weren't killed, which means there was no shooting, no blood, no screaming, no wounded, nobody going to the hospital, um, <clears throat> uh, nobody, no communities uh, shrieking and yelling and mourning and grief and shock. None of this ever happened. It was all made up, uh, and there's, uh, there are reasons for it. It was all made up. And all the newspapers, all the local newspapers in these places, some of which aren't so small, and all the national newspapers, everybody was in on it. It's all fake. It's all fake. You can't, I can't imagine that anybody who actually lived in these places. I mean, did Mr. Tracy here, Professor Tracy, the man who was fired, who seems to be very prominent in, um, <clears throat> in this movement, do you think he ever visited any of these places to see, uh, to talk to anybody, uh, to see uh, any kind of evidence, to see what the community felt, to understand anything about it? Anyhow. Uh, Florida Atlantic University, which first reprimanded Mr. Tracy in 2013, <clears throat> dismissed him less than a month after the parents of a six of six year old Noah Posner, the youngest victim of the shooting at Sandy Hook in Newtown, Connecticut, publicly accused the professor of harassment uh, in a Sun Sentinel. That's in Florida opinion piece. Lenny and Veronique Posner, angered by Mr. Tracy's conspiracy theories, had asked Mr. Tracy to remove a photograph of their son Noah from his blog. His blog is called Memory Hole. In return, Mr. Tracy sent them a certified letter, listen to this, demanding proof that Noah, their child, ever lived and that the Posners were his parents. <laughs> um, Mr. Tracy continued his clash with the Posners on Facebook, Facebook, where he called the Newtown shootings a drill uh, a reference to the theory that the massacre was in an exercise in which no one died and was staged by the Federal Emergency Management Association. So that whole thing never happened as far as he's concerned. It was just staged. 
uh, fake blood. The children had to cooperate. Uh, 20 children who were murdered. Uh, I'm saying they were murdered. I wasn't there. Do I know they were murdered? At, wh- at what point? <laughs> at what point do you draw the line in terms of imagination, paranoia, and reality? I don't know. I really don't know, uh, especially since the way our government and our ruling class and our industries have acted. You don't know what's real anymore. But that means that 20 children weren't killed and that uh, the shooter <clears throat> didn't die and that six teachers or uh, you know security personnel, whoever it was, also didn't die. There was uh, none of this. None of it ever happened. Mr. Tracy says the Posners, these are the parents of one of the children who was killed there, Posner's, alas, are as phony as the drill itself and profiting handsomely from the fake death of their son. <laughs> you know, a lot of people sent a lot of money. I'm sure that millions of dollars were sent uh, in sympathy to, uh, to, the, to the parents or to some organization that was set up uh, at Sandy Hook as if, you know, uh, money could make up for the death of a child. I mean, these people probably all had enough money already or money enough to get along in their lives. But uh, so he's saying that that they did that that part of the reason that that this was done was or even as a a sort of a side effect of the fact that it was staged by the government is that these people got these parents who really didn't lose their children at all are getting lots of money. Um, Let's see. Uh, and he's saying that people are now, of course, Mr. Tracy is saying that the Posners, these parents, have mounted a vicious attack on him meant to intimidate his employer into firing him. The attacks, he said, stem from his efforts to question the state-sanctioned Sandy Hook narrative. Um, and let's see. On Wednesday, the Posners put out a statement to the newspaper saying that they hope that Mr. Tracy's firing sends a strong message to conspiracy theorists that Sandy Hook and other mass shootings actually happened and that many people, including our little boy Noah, according to this quote here from the Posners, lost their lives in these shootings. I mean, what can you say? What can you say? I mean, if you assume that these people lost their six-year-old son, you know, I mean, if you have children, it's an unimaginable thing, lost their little boy to these shootings. And this guy is saying that they weren't his parents, he didn't exist, and um, it never happened at all. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you would want to fly down to wherever Mr. Tracy was and personally, um, let's say, deal with him, wouldn't you? I mean, I would. Uh, Mr. Tracy, who has taught uh, at the university, Florida Atlantic University, since 2002, has also spread his views... (laughs) spread his views in the classroom in classroom, saying in interviews that it is his job as an academic to spark, spark debate among his students. Uh, here, Florida Atlantic University ultimately dismissed Mr. Tracy on grounds that have nothing to do with his theories or his feud with, his, with these parents. They said they found a bureaucratic reason. They said, Mr. Tracy, because otherwise it could be a freedom of speech issue, theoretically. He could sue, you know, his freedom of speech uh, rights were trampled on. Uh, nobody knows whether or not Mr. Tracy will sue the university. But uh, the university dismissed him because he didn't fill out a uh, form over a period of years. They asked him to submit paperwork for several years uh, in a row that listed any jobs or similar activities he performed outside the university. And he didn't, so they fired him. They used that uh, as a reason. I guess they didn't want to get involved in uh, or they couldn't just dismiss him because of uh, what he said. That would be a free speech issue. <clears throat> um 
So there's two theories here. It was planned and carried out by the government, or it was staged and never happened at all. And what is the point? Why would the government do a thing like this? It's because they want to take away everybody's guns. So they show constantly by setting up these staged murders of people in black churches and other people, office workers in California, and all kinds of mass murders. These things don't happen at all. They didn't really happen. Nobody died. Like I said, no blood, no screams, no grief, no mourning, no coffins, nothing. Never happened at all. Um, no body bags, nothing. Uh, it's all imaginary. <laughs> I mean, I, it seems insane, right? Well, the reason is that if, uh, if everybody who does this is using these, uh, you know, uh, these uh, highly, these powerful automatic weapons, that the government will then have an excuse to take them away or to get rid of them all or to make laws and make it impossible to own them. That's why. <clears throat> so once again, you have to wonder, though, do the people who believe in this, and this guy looks Tracy, do they really, did they ever go to these places? Well, there's always been conspiracy theories. There's always been conspiracy theories. And here's a, here's a few of them. Um, and uh, the ones that I've been involved since I've been on the radio and uh, when I was on the radio taking calls um, uh, from people all over the country on Sirius uh, Satellite Radio uh, when it was a national show, people would call in. And if I brought up the whole idea, if it was the anniversary of 9-11, you know, when the two towers um, uh, came down, when the planes, allegedly the planes, according to the theorists, hit them, or they were... Bl but uh, the people um, uh, who believed there was a conspiracy about 9-11 say that the government was involved in it. It's too big a, it's too big an, uh, a job uh, not to have professional mercenaries, either who were hired by the government or who worked for the government, um, to, uh, to have been involved. So that all those people and also what happened at the Pentagon, the plane hit the Pentagon, and another plane uh, crashed in a field where people tried to take it over because it was also headed for a government target, the White House, I think. None of this really happened, uh, but in this case, you can't say it didn't happen because everybody saw it happen. It actually did happen. You know, uh, close to 3,000 people um, <clears throat> were killed, were murdered, um, and uh, all that devastation really did happen. And our entire country became more uh, paranoid and right-wing and security conscious, and um, not that it was necessary to do that, but it kind of almost gave birth to an advanced, extreme uh, behavior by the government uh, in terms of security, by, you know, uh, by airlines and everything, by cops, by the Army, by the military, by the FBI, by the CIA, and by the NSA, tapping all our phones. And so tens of billions of dollars have been spent and are still being spent on security to prevent these kinds of things from happening again because it was terrorism from the outside, according to the government. So we have to protect ourselves. But according to the theorists for 9-11, and you know all, all this stuff, is that the government uh, hired people or used its own uh, expert employees to blow up these towers and presumably to blow up the, um, uh, the airplanes uh, or disappear them in some magic way or to also blow up part of the Pentagon and disappear that airplane too. So all of this, uh, and it, they have many, many, many um, ways of proving this. And, uh, you know, people who are engineers or steel workers or scientists, um, there are 
hundreds of thousands of people, for all I know, maybe there's millions of people, who believed that the government was behind this. Now, they used to call me up on the air all the time, or people write to me still, and like people will respond to this and say, uh, how can you be such a sap? Of course the government did it. Well, why would they do it? Or There's always got to be a reason why. Well, because the people that controlled the government at the time, uh, the Bush people, specifically Cheney and all his crowd, uh, <clears throat> who are all liars and all connected with uh, industry, you know, uh, more than any other administration uh, has been, um, and the weapons industry and the military, they wanted a war. They wanted a reason to have a military presence um, <clears throat> in the Middle East. They wanted to invade Afghanistan, and they wanted ultimately to invade Iraq. So what is uh, Cheney and all those people, according to this uh, theory, what, what does 3,000 people mean to them? doesn't mean a damn thing to them. They don't care. They don't know these people, and they're capable of anything. So they blew it up, and, you know, there's all this proof and evidence. The buildings don't collapse that way unless they're actually blown up plane hitting a building like that couldn't do it. So all of this um, was done by the government. That it didn't happen, you can't say, because I live in New York City and, you know, I know it happened uh, for various reasons. In terms of just simply, I live a couple of miles uptown from where this happened, just the way the air smelled for days afterwards. Uh, later on, uh, WBAI, where I was doing uh, radio at the time, um, their offices were closed because there was ash, and um, who knows what was in this ash? You don't even want to know. And um, you know, lining um, the, the the window sills and everything, and the place was unusable, and you couldn't get down there for security reasons. Other um, other uh, conspiracies: the moonwalk, the moonwalk. You know, when men landed on the moon in 1969, never happened. This, is, uh, this was, and still is, I suppose, by some people, a popular government conspiracy. It was, uh, and it was based on various uh, things. It was filmed somewhere. This was filmed in a studio somewhere in the Southwest or on land in this government, you know, secret government land in the Southwest that looks like the moon uh, and partially in a studio. And one of the reasons there is uh, this theory is that there was a mock-up actually used by NASA uh, of what uh, the landing area would look like. And uh, they practiced this. And so people say they just used the same mock-up, and they never even got to the moon. They never even landed on the moon. And why would they do this? Well, because there was a race with the Soviets, and we didn't want to be left behind. We, wanted, we didn't want them to walk on the moon first. And NASA, you know, um, <clears throat> wanted the um, Defense Department, but especially NASA, needed money. So make the whole thing up. Get everybody to believe it. That one of the great stirring moments in history never really happened. Uh, then, of course, there's always Area 51, and who knows? It, uh, Area 51 is a part of Ed, Edwards uh, Air Force Base in Nevada. Uh, and it, going all the way back to World War II, this place was a secret weapons testing place for the Air Force. Uh, this, uh, weapons were developed for the Air Force and other other branches of the service going all the way back to World War II. It's always been a very secret place. And this is where, according to a lot of people, uh, the government, specifically the Air Force, <clears throat> hides all alien spaceships and even actual live aliens. If you ever saw the movie Independence Day, this is where the government keeps all that. So the government's always telling you, we've never seen this, we've never heard of it, we never uh, saw any spaceships, there aren't any aliens that we know of. But they're lying. 
Then there's Roosevelt and Pearl Harbor. There's a lot of people there, many books written that President Roosevelt knew about Pearl Harbor. He actually knew it was going to happen, that the Japanese would bomb Pearl Harbor, uh, and uh, he facilitated it. He let it happen because the United States, which was so isolationist at the time, did not want to get into World War II. And he knew that we would inevitably have to get into World War II. We were having a war with the Japanese Empire in the Pacific. Uh, and, of course, there were the Nazis and our allies, uh, the British. So he just set the whole thing up, and the government and the people were outraged, and um, that was that. You know, that was the end of it. So then we, uh, so people say that uh, that uh, it wasn't just the Japanese invading Pearl Harbor, which they did do, which they did do. That wasn't staged, but that Roosevelt lied to everybody because he knew about it and let it happen. And this is like, you know, the, the Nazis, the propaganda, you know, that the communists burned down the Reichstag building, the government parliament building. So they had to get rid of all the communists that, uh, that uh, you know, Goebbels was always talking about something called the propaganda minister was always talking about something called the big lie, the big lie. Now, the most famous um, conspiracy theory uh, of my generation uh, for the longest time, and maybe still is, except for 9-11, I suppose, um, is the assassination of President Kennedy, President John Kennedy. And when I was 18 years old, in 1963, Kennedy was assassinated. And um, they set up a secret investigating committee called the Warren Commission, headed by Earl Warren, who was at the time, I think, was he the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court at the time, or he had just retired? I, I'm not really sure. Uh, but uh, they set up uh, this commission, and they took secret testimony from people. And then after all this, they sealed the testimony and the documents for 100 years. Why would they do that? In any case, there was all this thing about, was it one shooter? Who was behind it? Was it LBJ, who people say was capable of anything? And I'm reading uh, Robert Cairo's, or is it Cairo's, uh, giant four-volume uh, history and biography of LBJ, and he does look like he's capable of anything, this guy. Or it could have been the mafia, or it could have been the CIA was uh, angry at uh, Kennedy, or the mafia who was angry at Kennedy because Kennedy really wasn't helping them get Cuba back, and they wanted Cuba back. And the CIA uh, was, being, uh, was at war with Kennedy. He, he didn't approve of all kinds of things they were doing. And also, this was at a run-up to Vietnam. And this is the Dulles brothers, and very powerful. Alan Dulles, the head of the CIA, John Forster Dulles, the former um, Secretary of State. <clears throat> and they didn't, uh, they had to get rid of Kennedy. They wanted him out of the way. So they killed him. This is what the conspiracy theory is. Who knows? I'll tell you something. If somebody tomorrow showed up, if Cheney, you know, uh, he's still alive, right? Is every part of him artificial yet? I don't know. If 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 it was proved somehow, or he came forward and admitted, yeah, they did. They we blew up the towers. <laughs> I mean, it's some absurd fantasy. Would I be shocked? Probably still. Yeah, I would be shocked. On the other hand, sadly to say, I wouldn't be so shocked. I mean, the fact that the government would do almost anything, including set up murders of its own citizens, does not does not shock me as much as it should which is a sad thing to admit. And so we have this long list of the government uh, lying and cheating and covering things up. How did we ever know? Uh, and Vietnam and Iraq, all this stuff, bullshit. Iraq was uh, Vietnam. We go to war in Vietnam, which we were going to do ultimately anyhow after we took over from the French. And uh, Johnson, 
who was president, you know, took over after Kennedy died, uh, which was convenient for him, right, according to the conspiracy theorists, but who knows, right? Um, he manufactured the Gulf of Tonkin. Supposedly, the, the uh, evil North Vietnamese Navy attacked American warships. Well, of course, our warships were, <laughs> were in a place they didn't even belong. They didn't even belong. They were right off... They were right off uh, the coast of um, of uh, North Vietnam. It was incredible provocation, and uh, the North Vietnamese uh, knew what was happening. They were already fighting a, a civil war with the South, with, with South Vietnam, and they knew that we had you know that the French had gotten rid of the French, and they knew that the United States was uh, was going to get involved. But uh, they had had enough, so they sent uh, theoretically sent some. Um, some small craft, uh, some torpedo boats out to attack, I think, a couple of American destroyers, and which is a, you know probably never happened. It's called a false flag operation. And then, uh, so LBJ said, well, that's it. We've been attacked. We have to go to war. Now, all of this, you understand, uh, starting with the Korean War, there has never been a declaration of war. This is all the president and the people who work for the president and the Defense Department and the security agencies. This is all them saying it. And this is them doing it. Uh, it is never held up to review or anything like that. Same thing with the invasion of Iraq. We had to invade Iraq, uh, which had nothing to do um, with, um, with, uh, with uh, Osama bin Laden, who was in Afghanistan. I mean, we you know, invaded Afghanistan. Uh, but we had to invade Iraq. Why? There was no reason for it. Yeah, Saddam Hussein, a monster, absolutely. A murderer. He... Uh, he, uh, you know, a great killer of his own people. He invaded, at one time invaded Kuwait and was headed maybe for Saudi Arabia. So the United States stepped in with a, uh, <clears throat> with a bunch of people, a bunch of other nations that were gathered together to stop Saddam Hussein. But there was no reason to invade his country, which was crippled and weakened by sanctions, by American no-fly zones and bombings and everything else. Um, and we invaded Iraq. Why? Because maybe because George Bush felt his father had been threatened or insulted by uh, Saddam Hussein, or because, simply because the military wanted it, or we wanted a presence, a stronger presence in the Middle East, or because we wanted the oil. It was a lie. And the whole lie made up by Cheney and other people was that uh, Saddam Hussein was gathering nuclear weapons together and had huge stockpiles of weapons of mass destruction. Turned out not to be true at all. So millions of people uh, were killed in in, in in Vietnam and in Iraq and Afghanistan and now other places, millions of people, millions, killed, wounded, and traumatized. Uh, innocent civilians and soldiers killed, wounded, completely traumatized, their, their lives ruined for the forever, and billions, tens of billions, trillions of dollars spent on nothing but lies. And the lies in Vietnam continued throughout the whole war. Cover-ups of massacres, rapes, mass murders, uh, bombings of Cambodia, body counts were made up. Um, and then it just goes on and on and on. Um, CIA, the black, uh, you know, black prisons of CIA, Guantanamo, torture, assassinations, uh, you know, overthrows of governments. Um, and then finally, you know, not finally, but then the latest massive one was Edward Snowden. Oh, yeah. Well, they never claimed he was making this up. They never claimed he was making it. When he first started it, uh, telling people about the massive government spying operation on the bulk of the American public, uh, uh, you know, 
they immediately said, "Nah, that's no, he, he's crazy. You know, he's ro- he's a rogue. We have to get him and <clears throat> we have to uh, question him. And who is he working for? Blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out, of course, that they finally do admit it, but they don't even admit the extent of it or how bad it is. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we uh, don't, you know, we, we don't really know still to the extent of it, you know, that even, even though he, you know, revealed all this. Now, this is just some, these are just some of the famous conspiracy theories, theoretically, uh, you know, that people, uh, there was a, a <clears throat> gathering of the most powerful people in the country to kill President Kennedy that, uh, and some of them, as you see, are, um, are uh, complete lies. They were, and they are, complete lies. But it doesn't seem to stop uh, the people in power from doing these kinds of things. And then Tracy, James Tracy, who, you know, who's on the extreme edge of these things, um, who believes that the shootings in Sandy Hook never occurred, <clears throat> he said that the corporate media was involved in the cover-up of the false shootings. Well, the media has a long, long history of cooperating with the government, if not actually publishing the government line. Um, for reasons of their own. I mean, the media, it's big business themselves, and a lot of times they were just fed these things by the government, and um, they published this stuff. This happened with, um, uh, most recently and famously, with with, uh, Iraq, where the uh, chief defense department correspondent for the New York Times, Judith Miller, was fed this nonsense, these utter lies about Saddam Hussein uh, a gathering uh, a nuclear stockpile and weapons of mass destruction and publish this on the front page of the New York Times over and over again, and everybody else is screaming for war in the government, and uh, bang, we've got a war. You know, everybody tends to believe it because people do believe in these official things. And this goes, this stuff with the media goes all the way back to the Hearst newspapers and before that. Hearst newspapers who magnified, for instance, or invented things in the 1890s to get the country into a war with Spain for our own imperial purposes. After a war with a very weakened Spain, um, the United States took over the Philippines, uh, Cuba, uh, Puerto Rico, and a couple of other places. But we're all used to this stuff. We are all used to this stuff. We grow up with all these lies. um, And look at business. I mean, government and business are virtually the same thing, right, as we see all the time. Uh, all the lies and all the cover-ups that had to do uh, with the giant banks and Wall Street hedge funds, especially the banks like Goldman Sachs and the government and the Treasury Department, all, some of who were more all the same thing. What's his name? Uh, the guy who was the head of Goldman Sachs became the secretary of the Treasury, Paulson, then goes back to Goldman Sachs afterwards. I mean, these people actually run everything. And this is not a conspiracy theory. This is not something they made up. Um, so all these uh, bankers and all the banks and all the wealthy people uh, do control the government. And all the corporations that have lied to us in massive ways, you know, car companies. Look at the tobacco companies, the most egregious, the tobacco companies, who knew these giant tobacco companies advertising uh, all these uh, advertising cigarettes to everybody for so long and people getting sick. Well, you know, sometimes after a certain point, it's people's responsibility not to not to use these things. But they knew that it caused cancer, and they never said a thing. Never said a thing. And all these bankers and all these other people who did these things, have any of them really ever served serious time in jail? Have they gone to jail for 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Some people in energy companies uh, who pollute 
huge rivers and streams and vast areas of the country and half the, you know, part of the Gulf of Mexico, all these, all this stuff, General Electric. So we're used to the government and large corporations lying to us all the time. It's something we're used to. So, um, and then look at Flint, Michigan, you know, with the EPA involved in the government. So finally, when you see it, when you hear the word conspiracy theory, you don't really, you shouldn't automatically, <laughs> it's, how can I put this? It's, it's a sad fact of life that people don't automatically um, 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 believe their own government. Okay, so it's, it's intelligent. It's intelligent not to believe your own government. It's intelligent not to believe any large corporation. It's only, this, it's only the intelligent thing to do based on our experience. Um, some, exper- some conspiracy theories are too crazy for me to believe, like that there was no shootings at Sandy Hook and other places, but that the government and large corporations and government administrations have always manipulated the, the, the people, have always done things in secret, have carried out wars, have carried out all kinds of domestic spying on people in this country. And this goes all the way back, uh, straight all the way back to the 20th century, when whenever we first had the technical capability of doing it. Um, that they have done this routinely, that it is not a government that represents people, that it is not a government that is honest or has any integrity, and I mean a permanent government, is something we all have to come to understand. And um, this is the way it works. And in the 60s, it became just a fact of life for everybody to finally distrust everybody. Uh, they took it too far, anybody over 30. But anybody in business, but especially anybody in the government who said anything, people finally got tired of it. And that was it. They just got sick of it. They were through trusting people. And this has lasted for a long, long time now. It's lasted for a long time. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down There's bad lines being drawn Nobody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speaking their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind Time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down A field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and a carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Oh, 
Into your life it will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line, the man come and take you away We better stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going on Paranoia, <clears throat> paranoia, uh, conspiracy theories. Um, I think, aside from the vast experience uh, all of us have had in being lied to all the time, uh, and constantly still lied to, Volkswagen, you know, name a corporation, you know, some company lied to us, and then people die, right? All the airbags, you know, and everybody denies these things. Bankers still lying to everybody about what they did. Uh, Volkswagen <coughs> lying to you know, half the governments and half the uh, people in the world who buy Volkswagens about, uh, about uh, you know, the, um, <coughs> the mileage that they're, uh, they just fake the mileage tests. And it's just people automatically, and if they don't, they should, <laughs> connect business with lying. And they connect their government often, or almost all the time, with lying too. You cannot accept these places at face value anymore. They're too big and they're too, they're too divorced from the average person. Um, take a guy like Trump. Um, I don't know what comes out of his mouth, but uh, he himself is basically a lie. Trump has nothing but contempt for the people. The people who show up at his rallies, lower middle class, um, uh, angry white guys mostly, who show up at his rally, or middle class, angry white people show up at his rally. Yeah, he says a lot of things that a lot of people feel, um, and maybe there's some justification for some of those feelings. But to, to invest in him, to believe in him in any way, the, guys, the guy has nothing but utter contempt he has contempt for the very people who are following him. He thinks they're all a bunch of ants or worms or saps. Uh, anybody, they're all losers as far as he's concerned. That's how he really feels about them. And yet they are following him around and cheering and yelling. I think Trump is on his way out. He's just a bad dream that we all, you know, had to experience. But he's probably on his way out. <clears throat> but maybe he'll stick around for a little while while it's still fun for him or whatever. People paying attention to him. But it's all, um, you know, it, his whole, what he says not necessarily is a lie, some of the issues about policy and about, you know, other things. But he himself is a liar, as most politicians are liars. Just follow any of them. You know, they'll say one thing in one place and something in another place, and it's just astounding. If you ever get a chance, if you have a, a few years, <laughs> try to get Robert Caro's uh, four volume, soon it'll be five volume uh, biography of Lyndon Johnson when it comes to government and politicians lying. Nobody ever equaled Lyndon Johnson. Nobody has ever equaled Lyndon Johnson when it comes to uh, governments and lies and, po and politics and lies. But I think, you know, I think that um, paranoia and the suspicion, the, the innate suspicion that other people are lying to you is something that's dormant, if not active, and can be activized, um, activated, in any human being. Uh, if you push people enough, if you lie to them enough, um, <clears throat> if you put people in a certain position often and often enough, and if they are being trapped or victimized or something, they will develop a permanent kind of distrust. Uh, but people always want to trust. 
They want to trust. People are born wanting to trust. They're born wanting to love and to trust. But if that trust is betrayed, um, as it is sort of culturally and politically in our experience, and if you have the, um, uh, I, you know, I can't do a psychological profile of anybody who, uh, if you took a million people who believe in all these conspiracy theories, uh, which some of which are true and some aren't, uh, possibly, uh, and if you did a psychological, you know, mass testing of them, you probably would see people who have good reasons personally, or maybe were born a certain way, and I'm including myself, who don't trust other people, who don't trust authority, and they have good reasons for it. I think this is something that's in everybody, the uh, unfortunate ability, uh, and sometimes it's a case of survival, not to trust the people who... Uh, you would ordinarily trust people who are your parents, people who are your teachers, people who are whose hands you put. Look at look at uh, the Catholic Church. Uh, your parents, um, <clears throat> who you're supposed to trust and love to do the right thing for you, send you uh, generations and generations, millions and millions of uh, people sent to these uh, to be educated by these priests and uh, in churches and uh, church schools. And look what happens, right? So I think there's something in people's DNA, it's kind of in their lizard brain, a, a, a distrust that's there if it's necessary for survival. You know, there are personal reasons for this. But we all do want to trust, which is why we always try to push, put our uh, faith in somebody new who comes along, like Obama, who seems to be the real thing, the real thing. Or we put our faith in, our faith in justice or the system, or we say the government could never do a thing like that. They could never do anything like that. We have placed our security, uh, our very lives in their hands. They would never do this. They wouldn't send us to war for no good reason. They wouldn't blow up towers. They wouldn't assassinate. Part of the government wouldn't assassinate uh, uh, our own president who we voted for and who we liked uh, because uh, he was going in ways they didn't like and he wasn't going to take the country into war in Vietnam or invade Cuba. Um, and I've had my experiences with paranoia myself, you know, where I have reasons, uh, unfortunately, in my past, not to trust people in authority, in fact, to distrust them or to feel like they were dangerous, the very people who were supposed to be protecting me. So I understand. I understand how people could do this. I understand how people could feel this way. I can't excuse somebody like this guy, Tracy, who, um, you know, who is... Um, you know, who, who is insulting these people and telling these people that their child didn't exist, that they made him up, that there wasn't anything, uh, there wasn't anything at all to it, that nobody got shot, nobody got killed. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to believe. Um, but as far as uh, the government conspiracy, I mean, look at all of our art. Art often reflects culture. It, it often reflects culture. And um, um all these things that are so popular, like all these things that are so popular, like uh, the Manchurian Candidate. You ever see that movie? You ever read that book? Um, <clears throat> paranoia. It was called Paranoia of one particular man. They said he was paranoid and crazy until other members of the same squad, the same brainwashed squad of soldiers in Korea, started having the same exact memories he did, which got to be very suspicious. There's a movie uh, with crazy Mel Gibson. Talk about, you know, paranoid and conspiracies called Conspiracy Theory, which is a pretty good movie about, you know, conspiracy theories, which turn out to be true. And then there's Homeland, right? I mean, there are all these stories and all these um, popular culture um, uh, movies and books and television shows uh, about how 
the government um, is behind all kinds of uh, how there are conspiracy theories and spies and the government is behind all kinds of things. Why is why are all these things so popular? Why are all these things so popular? Why are they wildly popular things like this? And there are plenty of other things, too. Um, <clears throat> probably things I'm leaving out or not thinking of. You know, the government covers this up. The government covers that up. They lie about this. They lie about that. And all these stories about the CIA and um, <clears throat> about, uh, you know, betraying their own government and things that go on in government. And then we're the ones who suffer for it. Why, are, why is all this stuff so popular? Why are we so willing to believe this? Why are we so willing to believe it? Because it's happened so often, right? Why are we, why are we so willing to believe that uh, corporations would poison us, would um, sell products to us that cause us to have cancer or brain disease or heart attacks? Um, uh, why, why would we believe a thing like that? Why is it so easy to believe? Because it happens all the time. But I think, again, some people are more predisposed to this and maybe take it to extremes. If you have, uh, you know, it's a question of survival, you have to trust your environment. And if you grow up a certain way, um, you are, uh, unfortunately, sort of generally permanently distrustful. It's hard for you to overcome your distrust. As far as this guy, Professor Tracy and Sandy Hook, we, we do finally, even if we have learned not to trust people in our own environment or the government or corporations, we have to trust somebody sometime, right? Um, I guess in the end you have, to pick, uh, you have to pick your news sources and pick the people that you feel, based on your experience and based on their records, are trustworthy or somewhat trustworthy. And, uh, again, on your own impression of what's going on based on what you've learned about life. And you have to put your trust in them. You, you reserve something and you know, keep something in reserve. Like, now, do I really know all those people were killed in Sandy Hook? Do I really know that? Do I really know it? Um, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I could say that it never happened because there's good reasons why the government would want to do that. But in the end, you have to have some sense of who to trust and to trust that certain things actually do happen and did happen, or else there's nothing but chaos. If there's no truth and no trust at all, nothing but chaos. What kind of world do you live in then? I don't know. Keep the devil way 